Hello, my friends. I'm Michelle, a life designer coach, nutritional therapist, leader in run fitness, and host of the Inside Out podcast. Bringing wisdom and experiences from inspirational people and from within my own life journey, supporting you around the globe to elevate your health and well being and achieve the life you want to achieve. This week, I'm going to equip us with the key essentials that everyone should know, both men and women, to survive the menopause. Once, this topic was not spoken about at all, and now there is lots of information available. Diets to follow, tea to drink, shakes to drink, where does anyone start? Let me take you on a journey to share knowledge that is focused on elevating your health and well-being. Menopause awareness is on the rise. There's no question about it. We see it in Instagram, Facebook, media, news, any platform. Menopause awareness is on the rise. Information is being shared and help is more available. But what I'm finding is it's a bit generic. And it's mainly related to women who are not active. And as my friends, you know, I am an active individual. Equally, I'm finding that the help and support that is available, you must meet a certain criteria before getting any support. So, for example, I approached Boots.com for their online service. Yeah, I'm not yet over 55, so I do not qualify to use that. I'll explore a little bit further. Another menopause online doctor filled out the form. However, because my BMI is below 18, again, I don't qualify to get any help or support. And it got me questioning because everyone is unique and individual. So that's why I started to look into this more. I'm going to share with you my story, my research findings, recommendations and hope that in some way this helps you to navigate your own journey. So for me, I'm 45 now, but when and how did it start? I train most days in some shape or form, and that is because it helps with my mental well-being. It gives me some time, some headspace, and then I'm present for my family. But I generally don't know if it's a women thing, but when you're so busy, so active, I never really took any notice of myself. Not about my feelings or what changes were occurring. I just carried on. And this is perhaps where now my mindset is changing to actually become more in tune with myself. For many years, I was on an implant, so I had no periods. And I thought vaginal dryness and lack of sex drive was just due to the implant. So I did make a decision to come off the implant and have a free body. And this is when I started to notice some of the symptoms, perimenopausal symptoms, brain fog, my body changing slightly, definitely muscles aching. But nothing really made the penny drop. I thought muscle fatigue was just from training, running around after kids, sheer exhaustion of life. But it was only when I attended a free online midlife festival 
that it really truly opened my eyes. Listening to other experts, other people experienced similar symptoms and they had a free symptom checker download. It opened my whole mind. I completed the symptom checker download, which they're readily available um, on Google. And many of my symptoms confirm that it may not just be me and my life. It could be perimenopausal or menopausal. So I thought, great, next step, phone your doctor. But like with many others, I'm sure you've experienced this, struggling to be heard and speaking to a female doctor can be extremely challenging. But when I set my heart on something, I am persistent and I carried on. Spoke to a female doctor, sent me for blood tests and confirmed that I was actually in menopause. Gave me a prescription, a mild one, to help um, ease some of the symptoms. But then I had a complete nosedive. Okay, so I carried on, everything seemed to be fine. But over a six month period, I was training for my very first ultra. And with the diagnosis of menopause, I was generally feeling okay. So I continued with my normal routine. First few months of training, I had some great runs. And then just before the race, two and a half months, I completely took a downturn. My symptoms included forgetfulness, My emotions were all over the place. I was short and frustrated with my family. I was experiencing night sweats. And then one Saturday afternoon, I have to say, I had the biggest hot flush and dizziness moment. It really felt like I was hungover. So I breathed my way through it and thought that everything was then balanced. Because by breathing, you stimulate your vagus nerve, you're centering your body, and it relieved the symptoms. So, next few days of the following week, everything was fine until the Thursday. I did my usual morning run, and by midday at work, I just cried. I collapsed with exhaustion. I went to bed not knowing what was wrong with me, not what was truly wrong with me. My body ached. I just felt like I was completely losing it. And I think at that point, though I had a diagnosis of menopause, that was when I truly thought I needed to take action in my life in terms of exercise, nutrition, and looking at other modalities that would support the adaptation that my body was now changing into the next phase. And actually, if we think about it, menopause isn't a bad thing. It's about evolution. You know, we're born. Women evolve and become childbearing. You know, they have periods. And then this is your body saying to you, yeah, you're done with the childbearing. This is the next bit. Embrace it. It's not a diagnosis. It's actually a stage in life, a cycle. It's important when we think about hormones, hormones fluctuate daily and symptoms may vary day to day. So it's important that we really truly connect with our body, okay, become 
in tune with our body, mind and spirit and listening to what our body's telling you. Our bodies are amazing machines and if we truly listen, it will tell you exactly what you need. So we can really put menopause into, at this moment in time, I would say three distinct brackets. You've got obviously HRT and nutrition, belly fat and exercise. So first of all, as I said, hormones fluctuate daily. Okay, and there is nothing wrong. I am now on HRT by undertaking HRT, if that's what's important to you. When it first started about menopause and research, I said HRT was bad for you because it would cause you to get cancer. And there has been numerous amounts of research since then that have disproven that fact. So it's really, really key that actually you think about what is your values, what are your symptoms, How are you looking at yourself from a a medical and hormonal point of view, your nutrition, your exercise, and really become holistic at, at working with yourself and knowing that you are worthy of that time and that effort. So I looked at the nutrition. Clearly, that's going to be my first stage of research. Now, When you're doing the research, one thing that does not seem to vary from individual to individual is the recommendations and research on menopause diets and how nutrition can help with the management of symptoms. Unfortunately, much research is around the assumption that women gain weight and want to lose extra pounds. But this is not always the case. When I say not always the case, it's not just about me it is I've reviewed other studies found that Japanese and Mediterranean lifestyles have experienced less symptoms and impacts from the menopause. And that for those women who adhere closely to a Mediterranean diet, they have a higher bone density and muscle mass, regardless of whether they um, exercised or not, or if they were on HRT. So certainly, these two cultures, Japanese and Mediterranean life, are not experiencing the impacts of putting on weight and having to lose any extra pounds. So the recommendation from myself, and always do connect with me, I'll be happy to do review with you any of your journeys, is around the nutrition. So The key factors that we need to think about is protein, breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks. Any meal times, make sure it's high and full of protein. With the menopause and the reduction of hormones, the process accelerated whereby our body will lose muscle mass and hence the weakness. Equally, because of the menopause, perimenopause and the age and the evolution, our muscles will take longer to repair. We need protein to help with muscle repair and keep up our energy levels. And when I say protein, it could be in different forms. You've got Greek yogurt, eggs, beans, chickpeas, fish, meat, nuts, almonds and walnuts and seeds like chai and pumpkin as examples. So focus on 
the protein. Despite what anybody says to you, all women will need some form of carbohydrates. And that is part of our menstrual cycle, whether or not it's with us or without us. Some form of carbohydrates help with the energy and tiredness levels. This would be a small proportion, not a huge proportion, but a small proportion. And I like to focus on GI foods such as sweet potatoes, rice and noodles. But there's no way running away from it. Females will always need some form of carbohydrate. And that supports our menstrual cycle on hormonal levels. What we can influence is the quality and the amount of the carbohydrates that's included in your diet. Working and researching with the Mediterranean principles, fats. And yes, I am one of those people that have always shied away from fats. Okay, but There are good fats and bad fats. And what we're principally looking at is high quality extra virgin oil. Avocados, seeds, olives, cheese. I even tried, because of our Mediterranean culture that we follow, and as part of my family, an olive oil carrot cake, which was absolutely divine. So don't shy shy away from fats. Let's work together. Let's find things that make it fun, exciting. And actually, it tastes good. And then again... It's fruit and the vegetables. Pears, apples, grapes, berries, leafy vegetables, kales, broccoli, carrots, rainbow colours of aubergine, beetroot and red cabbage. My mantra is always, always has been variety and with a little planning you can have it all. So if we think about nutrition and what I've just gone over, protein, carbohydrates, fats and a rainbow of vegetables, fruits and vegetables... That doesn't just help menopause. It can help everybody's health and well-being. It's really serving your body. Now, when we talk about menopause, we can't shy away from the belly fat, okay? Even with me training, I have, my body has changed and we've got belly fat. And... When we look at belly fat, people also automatically look at the number on the scales. And the first important lesson that I want to share with you is you should never associate your well-being to a number on a scale. Part of my ethos is to review yourself and look at yourself holistically. And that is through food, mind, body, soul, self-love, self-connection and self-belief. If you truly want to elevate your health and well-being and live the life and achieve the life of your dreams and how you want to live it, then it has to be a holistic approach. So don't just take a number on the scales. Don't just set focus on the nutrition. Okay, Focus on you. How good do you feel in your clothes? What's your energy levels like? How's your general mental well-being? As I said previously in this episode, we are designed to bear children as, as women, but just because we have reached the evolution stage, the weight will gravitate to the mid-region. 
But there are many things we can do to help reduce this and small changes can have huge benefits. Yes, one focus is the type of food that you eat, removing ultra processed food. And I mean ultra processed food. And when we say ultra processed food, we have to be quite careful because some of the menopausal or extra healthy brands is actually ultra processed. So have a view of what you're eating and just balance about whether or not it is the rainbow of the colors, quality protein, carbohydrates, fats, if it hasn't been processed. Just by making that change of removing some of the ultra processed food, helps reduce the belly fat. But another method coupled with the food you eat is is intermittent fasting. And this is very basic because when you say fasting, people think you're going to starve. But at the minimum, okay, if you had no food up to 12 to 13 hours, your body will enter a fat burning process. So let me just explore this a bit further with you. Because the actual time that you're not eating does include the time you sleep. So, for me, say your last meal is around 6.30, 7.30. Then your eating window does not start until 8am the following day. You will start to experience benefits such as reduced be- um, belly fat and a hormonal balance. Because this fasting window includes the time you sleep. So for me, say that I took my last mouthful, last cup of tea at half past seven. I get up at five. I train five till six, shower, get ready for work, get ready for the day. And then I'm eating, say, breakfast because I've trained and I need the refuel around eight o'clock. That's how simple it could be. So when we're looking at menopause, we're looking, yes, HRT, go and see a doctor, listen to your body, listen to the options that are available. Yes, we're looking at what you're eating, making sure high quality protein, carbohydrates, fats, and a rainbow of colors of fruits and vegetables. Yes, you will experience some belly fat because it's an evolution and change, and this is just natural and nothing to be um, shied away but there are small things that can help reduce the belly fat. Intermittent fasting being one of them and eliminating ultra processed foods. The other recommendation is exercise. And when we say exercise, you don't always have to think about it's running, okay? And you're not a runner. It could be walking. It could be yoga. It could be swimming. As we reach the evolution of menopause, you will notice several changes, some positive and some negative. Endurance increases for females as we get older. So yes, for those that would like to achieve in a marathon and an ultra, this is now your time because endurance increases for us. The balance into that is that recovery does take longer. 
when you're walking or you're bending, as you get older and particularly in the menopause phase, you will find your balance can be affected. So just three areas, key is three areas here that we'll notice some positive and negative changes is yes, we can increase our endurance, but recovery is longer and balance can be affected by the changes in the hormones. So how do we help with those areas? You could mix up your exercise to include shorter sessions, which will help with recovery and changes seen in muscles. One thing I do say is that strength training is key. We mentioned earlier that as part of the changes in hormones balance, you will have a reduction in muscle mass and bone density. Bone density, muscle mass, balance, all going to be affected because you've got a reduction in hormones. So what is strength training? Strength training is using body weight or mainly weights. There are a number amount of different sessions that you could do. There's YouTube videos if you're on a budget that are free, readily available. You just need to invest in some home weights. Go to the gym. You could sign up for an online app, but whatever you do, even if you can't afford the weights, get a couple of cans of um, baked beans, stick them in a bag. Work on like using your own body weight. Yoga is very, very good for increasing that muscle mass, okay, and working on the balance. So let's look at the options that are available to you. What do you like as exercise? What don't you like? What benefits are the types of um, sessions that you are doing are having to you? But it's key, key to think that you need to do strength training of some sort to help reduce um, the loss of muscle mass, okay, and increase your bone density. Mix up your... um, training sessions so that perhaps even you have hit sessions which are 30 minutes long where you're increasing and hitting your body and levels and then and then raising your heart rate look at whether or not you should incorporate something like yoga to help with the flexibility there's lots of options available to us And I'm more than happy to explore some of them with you if you reach out to me. So just to reflect and summarise. Menopause is actually an evolution for all of us women and we should really embrace it. We really should think about ourselves from a holistic point of view. There are many different areas, many different modalities. But when we look at ourselves from a holistic point of view, we can keep key point few areas. One, look at your nutrition, making sure it has that array and lots of protein in it. One is, another one is about exercise, the type of exercise. And one is looking at what medical support you can have. My conclusions is, one, everyone is unique and there are many modalities that can help. 
So seek advice and do not shy away from the option of HRT. There is so much more available today, especially holistically, that can help women feel their best, even going through the menopause. Never feel that you're alone. There's millions of women in this world and we're each on an evolution journey. And sometimes, and particularly from my experiences of symptoms, you can feel completely and utterly lonely. You can feel that you've lost your mind. So be part of a community and talk, talking to others, sharing your experiences has huge benefits both mentally and physically. Eat nourishing food and a variety of food. Food is the gatekeeper to feel brilliant or feeling rubbish. Limit processed food and up your protein. This will support in muscle, bone and energy level changes. Note down your your goals and work with me as a coach to demo program plan that works for you. And exercise. Include strength training, mix up your sessions, holistic approach of endurance, strength, yoga and balance. Ensure you allow rest and allow your body to recover. My final conclusion is look about you as an individual, really, really centering yourself, knowing that you are worthy. You are here to serve a purpose. You make others happy. You can shine your light. So look at yourself holistically. Take some time. Become centered. Really tune into your body, mind and soul. By doing this, you can work yourself from inside and out to elevate your health and well-being. So my friends, this is all for this week's episode of Inside Out. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion on menopause. If you've liked this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and follow us on social media. And as always, thank you for listening and remember to elevate your health, elevate your well-being to achieve the life you want to lead.